Hi, Lakeisha. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into it. You are a massage therapist. You're also helping people de-stress, and that is so important in 2021. It was really important in 2020, so I'm sure you made a huge impact. Um, I would love to know more about how you got to where you are now and what inspired you. Okay, so a couple of things is I started a massage therapist in 2012. And I realized that I was stressed myself. So I kind of took a double dip into what I wanted to do was massage therapy. Not initially, but long story short is I prayed on it and I was like, I need to do something that's fun and exciting and it's me, but I can still help people, um, you know, slowly build their, their healing process. So for myself, I'm a massage therapist, a business coach, and a VA, VA agency owner. So with all that being said, I tapped into finding ways to help de-stress, maintain, and delegate, but also grow your business to have the experience that you need. So um, as time grew on, I found that being a massage therapist can tap into what being a stress manager is. So mm -hmm. basically a stress manager helps with people who are completely overwhelmed, panicked, stuck, don't know what to do and finding ways to do it, right? So I help them based off of what they need help with and then I create a package or routine so that they can get used to it. Um, mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I realized that people are stressed because they always can't they can't do nine things at once. So yeah. if you delegate the issue, it becomes a solution, not an issue. So I created the VA agency so that people know they have an opportunity to delegate, but also still be empowered by making, making the big moves in your business without feeling stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. And I, I love that it came from um, like, well, I don't love that it came from your own source of stress, but I love that, like, you turned that um, troubled time, which in 2008, I'm sure that was very stressful um, to have any kind of business. I was still in eighth grade, so I was still a little baby. I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> but I can't imagine trying to start a business then was any easier than it was to start it in 2020 or 2021. So what was it like to kind of realize that like your stress doesn't have to always be a part of your business how did you come to yeah, that realization um what what was my pivoting point yeah it was literally um, literally being a massage therapist I started in 2011 right mm -hmm. I graduated high school in 2008 so between that time I was like I'm avoiding people I don't want to touch people I'm not yeah. a massage therapist I don't want to tap into like the healing you know, kind of guru type of thing. But the reason why I tapped into it, because myself, I have uh, scoliosis and sciatica. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know, that is basically your scoliosis can curve to the right at the very bottom of your butt or curve up. So between your shoulders, it's curved. Mm -hmm. So I have that. And then also sciatica is basically where the muscle on your glute on the top part of your butt it actually tightens it up. So if your butt is tight, it sounds weird. If your butt is tight, your back is tight. And if your back is tight, your shoulders are tight. Your shoulders are tight, your neck is tight. So yeah. it goes on. 
as you accumulate this pressure, you tend to hold your body like this. And when you're holding your body like this, you don't really realize that you're stressed or you're keeping your stress based off of emotional trauma, physical trauma, um, losing a loved one, which I did, mm -hmm. and pretty much going through anxiety, depression, and attempts of suicide. I will be honest, that has been my thing. But mm. I have to overcome it because I've learned that I pray. And I'm a Christian, so I prayed about a lot of stuff that I do. Right. And the pivoting point to a lot of my prayers are, God, give me something I can do. And I want something that is going to make me happy. I don't care what nobody else says. If it makes money in my pocket, makes me happy, and a roof over my head and food on my, uh, clothes, on my, clothes on my back and food in my stomach, right. I will be okay. Yeah, And one of the things was, as I developed my own business, um, I realized that I naturally talk to people when they're stressed. And I'm like, why are you crying? What's wrong? What's talk to me through this? Like, I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I just see that you're stressed and you're holding on to something. Yeah. So usually I can, I've done this before, where I walked up to people, I'm like, oh my God what's wrong? Do you need a hug today? Like what's mm. going on? And then I tap into like, okay, I have a feeling that you, you're stuck, but it's something that you can't control. Right. Is that true? And I, they're like, yeah, how do you know? Like, I don't know. I just, I have this feeling and I want to walk you through this. So what I found that the times that I tapped into what I call stress management now was finding their happy spot. So you have a place from being stressed and pissed off to irritable, flex not flexible, but uh, confused and overwhelmed. So between, the, the, between those two, you have a sweet spot. And the sweet spot is basically to find your happy place, find what makes you joyful, what makes you excited, what thrills you, what gives you zeal about life, right? Mm -hmm. And I found that the more that I talk to people, and the aspect of just tapping into their feelings, because honestly, we all have feelings. We all may not feel it at immediately, but over time, it does accumulate in your body. So I found that I talked to people in that aspect, and I also went to counseling, and I, fi I figured out that the way that I was approaching it was a stress manager. Mm -hmm. And for myself, it was delegating it was solving an issue figuring out how to still be empowered and still make money moves at the end of the day it was more about keeping my standards here like mm -hmm. I'm above water I am working with the rhythm of the flow of life right mm -hmm. so the more that I tapped into it I realized that there is a game changer some people don't know how to de-stress. Some people don't know how to delegate. Some people don't know how to get let go of control. Mm. And it's not letting go of it. Uh, it's de delegating it so uh, that they still can have, uh, how do you say? They still have their boundaries or procedures. No, not boundaries, procedures. What is that policy? No. Mm. Oh my still God. have their priorities. I, I can priorities yeah I was like I can feel it right on the tip of my tongue <laughs> oh my gosh why is that so difficult um, <laughs> as I, the process, I realized that 
the priorities of keeping you first is the key to life. Mm-hmm. And finding things that do not make you happy, one of two things. You have to let it go or tell somebody you can't hold this. It's mm. not for you, it's not meant for you, and you can't control it. So announcing that one of those four things can make a difference in your life. You're not only letting it go financially, physically, emotionally, but you're letting it go off your shoulders. Right. And you'll go from here to here. You'll slowly start to feel your excitement, your zeal mm. back, zest back, your yeah. joy back when you realize what stress is and my pivoting point was just to let go right to find the happy spot between being stressed pissed off and overwhelmed irritated not sleeping well and moody Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 yes to having that true sweet spot um the hardest thing was to let keep letting it go was even though it was difficult I had to remind myself, what is the end goal? What is the passion behind why I can delegate this issue without completely letting it go? Right. That yeah. was part of my pivoting point. But the short version is, I realized what the issue was. I found the solution through prayer and mm-hmm. I acted on what I was instructed to do. Amen. Amen like, to that. So yeah. that it can come so that you can continue to have your blessings. Because yes. the more you hold on to it, the more you're going to worry about it. The less you stress about it, the more you're going to keep moving forward. So Yes, absolutely. <laughs> wow, I could I could not have said that any better. And a couple of things, I, I, I will have a question for you, but I have a couple of things I want to just sneak in here. When you said, if you don't know what scoliosis or sciatica is, I had to pull out my chiropractic emergency card that literally has like scoliosis, upper T-spine, scoliosis, all this stuff, mm-hmm. because I've been in multiple car accidents throughout my life. Um, not really my fault, but just, it just happened. And even since I was young, so it's like, I, I know exactly what that's like. And for me, you know, having been to so many massage, massage therapists, I don't think I've ever met a Christian masseuse. And to think that, like, I don't know if you do this, but you might be praying for me while you're massaging. What a blessing. What a blessing. I've only been to like, I've only been to like those new age spiritual um, masseuses where they, you know, they use essential oils and it's just like, they got the vibes, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, like, I have had so many bad massages, Mm -hmm. many bad massages where I leave and I literally don't feel any better. And Mm -hmm. I've had good ones too, where like, it's more of a medical massage versus Mm -hmm. like this um, quote unquote spiritual massage. But yeah, that's just such a blessing to have, have you in that industry. And it's not something I feel like many Christians would think to go into, Mm -mm. um, but that's, we're needed everywhere. Like we really Mm -hmm. are needed everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that kind of, um, I kept thinking about when you're saying just like, let it go, uh, Mm -hmm. it was James chapter one, uh, verse one through four, where it's, he states, um, consider it joy, my brethren, when ever, when you encounter various trials for Mm -hmm. basically, I'm going to summarize because I'm not quoting perfectly, but 
basically like when, when you encounter these trials, like it will test your faith and this will give you endurance and it will give you mm-hmm. stronger faith and you'll become stronger and you'll become closer to Christ because mm-hmm. you're growing in Christ at that moment. You're considering it joy. You're saying this has a purpose. This mm-hmm. is going to make me more perfect and more complete. And in order to consider it joy, sometimes in order to think about it joyfully, we have to think about how can we, we have to pray about how can we actually get there so that we're not just lying to ourselves saying this is great when we're not thinking that but actually getting to that place where we can think about that and you're right letting it go and not just giving it all up to God because God is you know wanting us to have community and wanting us to work with other people so giving it literally to other people and saying Mm -hmm. you can do this I can help you by having you do this instead Mm -hmm. that's amazing and I love that so much because yeah I am right smack dab in the center of that where I'm like just teetering on the edge of my happy spot and overwhelm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. It is a seesaw. I will admit it is a seesaw yeah. and you find you have to figure out how many rocks need to go on each side in mm-hmm. order to feel that sweet spot. So it's not here. It's not here. It's perfectly even. Mm-hmm. And when you hit that sweet spot, I promise you, you're like, <gasps> I can do anything. And I'm like, okay, yes, I'm a hippie. I admit, I, I believe in Jesus. But overall, having that, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know how some people say, okay, the Zen, um, Suzanne, or whatever your name, right? He's, it's finding that sweet spot. It's finding that sweet spot that gives you that spark. It's finding your spark. It's igniting the fire to make you want to keep doing what you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying, like new age or hippies, you know, they took just about everything that they believe in. They took from the Bible because I, I didn't grow up with any religion. So I grew up thinking I'm a hippie. I'm a free spirit. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized when I started reading the Bible, I'm like, I'm a Christian. I've been mm-hmm. a Christian. I just mm-hmm. didn't know that that's what it was called because everything is right there in there. And like the hippie lifestyle, like lighting that spark inside you, that's letting Christ in it's it's just different words for it and yeah when we let Christ like really live in us we do Mm -hmm. feel that because we don't feel we have so much like pulling us from one side to the other in the world we're not so much in the world anymore we're we're um we're, we're not so much of the world we're living in the world and we're able to participate in a place of faith and knowing that like there is good stuff waiting for us um I love that so much that's beautiful so when you finally realized that you got to start delegating the stuff, um, how did you determine what to delegate and what not to? Because I have talked to so many people who have a lot of trouble delegating things because they want it to be done perfectly. I want, they want it to be done their way. And I've even had people telling it to mm. me when I say, I'm going to delegate my things. Well, mm-hmm. won't it be, don't you want it done the way you want it to be done? And I'm like, I just want it to be done. So how did you kind of choose what to delegate and what to keep as your own? Um, That's a good question. Um, I did a three-way pile, a three-way, the good, bad, and ugly, right? So if you think about it, the first line, if you fold in your paper into three, you have um, my prior, my responsibilities, my priorities, and the due dates, right? So if you flip it over, each one, can I keep this? Should I keep this? Can I delegate this? This is going to determine what you're going to be happy with 
And if it has too many small tasks, you can hand a small task to a VA and then have it sent back to you. The thing with that is when you find what's going to work for you, what's not going to work for you, and consistently keep giving the VA some work to do, you're going to find yourself not doing 15 things at once. (laughs) I type on the computer like this because I'm like, that's what you feel like when you're doing 15 different tabs on a computer versus one tab, focus, get it done, and then open another tab, close the last one, work on the next task. They're speaking right to me. Believe me, I got like 15 up there anyways. (laughs) Um, Totally get it. So what I realized when I started to actually write down the three columns that I did, I found that I was like, I don't want to do these small tasks. I can Mm -hmm. hire a, a, a VA to do the task for me. So technically, I just hired my second VA, but I realized that when I let go, I gave instructions, I gave verbal instructions, written instructions, even screenshots so that they know this is exactly how I want it. Can you mimic this? Mm-hmm. Tell me mm-hmm. how long it takes and what is the procedure? What do I need for you to get this right? Right. And I told them I'll check in with, with them three times. So it's the first time once they get started just to get them rolling. The second time is the middle of the process to make sure that it's done right. Third time is a final run through. So final run through is basically if you have a VA that does everything that they want you to do, that that you want them to do, you find that there's a few tweaks in there, they have the opportunity to go edit that. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on the price and the package that you choose, it will make a difference on do they have enough time to complete your task for you. Now, with that being said, I think the more instructions you give them ahead of time and during and then after, this is perfect. They get an opportunity to screenshot the work, edit the information so it doesn't show your face, but it has enough credibility to say, this is what I did for my clients. Right. So turning it back over to the business owner, that that task is done. Mm -hmm. You really don't have to think about it. You gave instructions. You gave the before, the during, and the after. And you have a done project. So if you think about it, delegating is not as hard as using a Sharpie. If you literally hold the Sharpie, however you like to hold it, I like to hold it like this when I write. If somebody else holds it in the same direction, but in the left-hand side, are you going to continue to try to tell them, you have to write with your right? Are you going to let them be, are you going to continue to be a perfectionist Versus a person who gets stuff done. Right. Now, this right here is a game changer. If you are a person who wants to hold the pen in the right-hand side, not always saying that you're a perfectionist, but if you continue to strive for perfection in your work, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Rather, getting it done, left-hand side, doesn't matter how you get it done, wow. as long as you follow the instructions. Wow. Now, if you think about it, is I want to hold on to it, be stressed out, be irritable, or find the flexibility and still make my moves. Like mm-hmm. I could run around you 14 times. At the end of the day, the task is done. Right. That's how exciting I am when it comes to delegating because I'm like, oh, I got a new task for you. Let's get it done. Like, <laughs> do you know how exciting that is? Like yeah. I could just hand it over, hand it over. And then like, oh crap, let me add some more instructions in here so that you have 
the full step-by-step uh, -step what you need to do. So I, I feel like it's easier just to give instructions. And if you don't right. know how to give instructions, I would practice even doing it for yourself. Mm. Write down the tasks that you want to do for yourself. Write down the steps that you need to do. Add the due date, the time and the date so that right. they have a full structure of what they need to do, even for yourself. And you're going to realize the more you start delegating the time, the date to the project, you're going to see, okay, this realistically, it takes me four hours to do. Really, it should take two hours. Right. But you're finding what's working and see how you can crunch your time, but still make that happen. Right. Wow. So, that would even help like a, a business owner who isn't ready to delegate like myself, because mm -hmm. now I'm like, if I can practice how I would delegate, I'm not a perfectionist. Thank the Lord. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not, I just, I would rather it be done than perfect. And if it's done and it looks good and it works, then it's great. But I, I have never had to give someone instructions because I don't even give myself instructions. I just do it. But yeah, that'd be good practice because yes, you're right. Sometimes these things that should only take two hours will end up taking me like six because I'm A, not focused, B, mm -hmm. didn't give myself any instructions, C, did not come into it prepared. So if I can mm -hmm. actually do that, pretend like I am delegating to a VA mm -hmm. and then just fill that role for now, then when I do get a VA, it'll be much easier for me to be able mm -hmm. to delegate and know that the work is going to be done because I'm mm -hmm. giving the same instructions that give, my, give myself. And it makes sense the way that you describe that, how you choose by folding into three things, what needs to, or what you should do, what's priority and when. Because um, I was thinking like, do you delegate the things that you just don't like doing or do you delegate mm -hmm. the things that you do like doing but are time consuming and small and kind of like anyone could do them. Because for me, I don't mind any of the tasks that I have to do, but yes, you're right. Some of them are just so small and time consuming that giving it to a VA who could do it just as good as I could, it would be mm -hmm. so much so much easier for me. It would take all the world would be off my shoulders and we could all bear that weight, which definitely is helpful for, for new entrepreneurs. Uh, one of the things you say in your bio is that you specialize helping people realize when and why they may, may be stressed out and needing to find ways to de-stress. So do you feel that it's easier to determine why someone's stressed out or even to determine that they're when they are stressed out? For example, when I was young, I would always be sick. Like I'd always have a stomach ache. I'd be in school and I'd just randomly get a stomach ache and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Like I can't go to I can't go to this next like class. And it would be so bad that sometimes my mom would have to come pick me up and I would just be laying in bed like sick. And we didn't know why. And finally we realized it always happened before this one class. And it was always before a class that I didn't necessarily struggle in, but it was intimidating. So we determined that I probably was just stressed out by the class, but mm -hmm. I didn't even know it. And to this day, I never really can tell when I feel stressed. So do you think, do you find it more difficult to determine like someone, Hey, you're actually stressed out. That's why you're experiencing this. Or is it more difficult to determine why they're stressed out? And what does that look like? <laughs> okay. So I did a couple of things. Again, I write things down or talk it through. So I didn't have an Alexa before, but I just got my Alexa and I 
put my to-do list, right? So <laughs> I'm going to go back to before technology, right? Yeah. It's paper. So what I did um, for myself when I realized that I don't like doing stress or doing tests, um, I tend to stress out. I didn't sleep that well. I mm. really had anxiety attacks. I didn't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I did the prepping. I also did flashcards on the way to school. And then on the back of the cards, I would say something cool like, you're awesome. You got this, girl. Nobody got this test like you do. What? Mm-hmm. Would you say you passed the test? Yes, girl. Like, my motivation was behind the study. Mm-hmm. So finding what causes you to stress. Like, again, I don't know why I keep doing the three tiers, but that's apparently something I've been doing my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. <laughs> so... I found it to do when I'm stressed, what is my actions, what is my rewards, and what's the next project. So if I think about it is how soon is this test, what is my my steady steady flow or steady style, and then I actually took the test, I let it go, I prayed about it, let it go, right? Mm -hmm. And then fifth is finding the answers. So finding the answers means did you pass or not? So with all of that, I found it to really jot down what's causing it. Is it a person? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Is it a situation? Is it the environment? Is it the teacher? Because mm. sometimes the teachers can stress you out. They'd be looking mean and ugly and ugh, I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to you. But really, it's just their face. I'm sorry, <laughs> but some teachers have it, okay? I don't know. But um, I did realize that it was my teacher, and I had severe anxiety when it comes down to writing. Anything with, um, how do you say it? Grammar. Grammar. It was my issue. Mm-hmm. So I found it to start from the bottom and work my way up from the test. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my easiest secret to finding something that worked. When it comes down to your stomach, your nerves, your intuition about I'm not I'm not gonna pass this test like what's the initial story that you're telling yourself right that story is I'm not gonna pass this test I'm gonna flunk I'm gonna have to retake ninth grade again and I don't want to do it yeah it sucks like to be a freshman it sucks right that was my whole mindset but then my mom and my sister was like look what are you telling yourself before you take that test what's your motivation aha like your biggest statement that motivates you to do whatever you have to do with the test. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> so they're like, find affirmation words that speak to you, speak to your soul. Cause again, I'm a hippie. I like to use a little hippie hippie words that make sense. Mm-hmm. Find the words that speak to your soul and use it while you're taking the test. I, yeah. I got this. Yeah. I am powerful. I am incredible. Okay. Okay. Ooh, Jesus, you have the will. Lord, take this finger. I can't, Jesus. Ooh, Lord, I got this. So yeah. every time I lift a pencil, I have to say something powerful to myself. Mm, wow. And it didn't make sense at first. And I'm like, okay, let me try another paper. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this. Let me get this right. I got this. You are powerful. And then I started to do from the top to the bottom. I realized the affirmation words was my key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finding what your 
resetting your mindset to say positive words, not I'm going to screw up and fail the class and start over again. No. Yeah. Finding affirmational words make the difference. Yeah. And finding something that gives you the boost, even if it's a song, dancing before the class, but dancing before the test, um, before going into that nasty environment, you know, find something that gives you that, hey, I'm so excited, you guys are so you guys are ready for this test, like, they don't know what's wrong with you, you just yeah. have to put the coffee, and you're ready to roll, like, <laughs> you have to find that sweet spot. Most definitely, that is so powerful, and I think you're right, like, you just kind of have to realize that, like, your body will give you signals if you're stressed out. And for mm-hmm. me, I didn't even want to admit that I was stressed out because I thought, what do I have to be stressed out about? But mm-hmm. yeah, my body was giving me signals and intuition was telling me there's something wrong here. You know, the way you're thinking is wrong. You're hurting yourself through this. And at that time, I didn't have any idea about affirmations. And one thing I want to touch on that I think is so important that you said was that affirmations that speak to your soul, because there is this trend of, positive affirmations. And many of the affirmations that I was doing when I was in new age did not speak to my soul. They felt Mm -hmm. like I was lying to myself. Mm -hmm. I am so wealthy, you know, Mm -hmm. like I am so whatever, you know, I I don't know any of the other ones because I forgot about them, but they just didn't speak to me. And it felt like I was lying to myself. And that's just another Mm -hmm. layer of that negativity of that negative mindset of those neurons that are getting more and more stuck in mm-hmm. the self-sabotaging thoughts. Mm, Whereas I actually funny. got uh, an app called Mindset. I'm, I'm sure there's many of them called Mindset, but this one had some pre-downloaded mind, or affirmations and every single one of them spoke to my soul. Okay. When I was listening to it, I was like, oh, that's what it means to actually have a truthful affirmation, mm-hmm. a sentence that I agree with. Not mm-hmm. something that I want, but I feel like I don't, I'm not there yet was something that is very truthful about me, but that is positive. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important because we don't want to lie to ourselves and make ourselves think something that's not actually true about ourselves. But when we know who we really are and we can speak to that positive part of us constantly, every time we pick up the pen when we're taking a test, every mm-hmm. time we send an email, uh, every time we um, write a post, just telling ourselves those constantly, oh, those constant um, affirmations, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that would make such a difference because then our brains are actually being reprogrammed to lock in those thoughts versus the negative thoughts. And it, I think, grows our faith Mm -hmm. in ourselves and in in, uh, Lord Jesus because we are like, okay, I am am actually capable of doing this. I'm not Mm -hmm. a failure. I'm not just this nasty sinner. I'm not just this horrible person. Mm -hmm. I am capable and I am am justified through this faith. And I think that's just so wonderful. Um, especially like, you know, Lord, take this pencil, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm helping you up like, Lord Jesus, I don't understand why I got this pencil in my hand, but I have to do this test. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I, I would cry before I take the test because I'm like, look, I don't want to do it. Can can somebody else do it? I'll pay you. Like, I don't want to. I was really one of those people that would pay a nerd to do it. Loki, mm. I you am a nerd. Me. So exactly. I'm, I'm like, really good at taking tests. That's I'm 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 bad at answering questions in class. I'm so bad at that. Like I feel like I always know the answer, but then when I answer it, I get it wrong. So I just never spoke in class. But taking tests, I I can take any test on anything, even if things I don't really know, and I'll do fine. It's so strange, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then also the way that you said about how or yeah, how to find why you're stressed. 
is mm-hmm. like, you have to literally list it out, like write it down. Mm-hmm. What are all the things that might be stressing you out? Because some of them might not be, but if you put it down on paper and you just say like, this is what I have going on, which one of these things is stressing me out and bothering me. That's so powerful mm-hmm. and so, so helpful. And I love that you use Alexa for your to-do list. That's a really good tip. I need to get yes. you Alexa. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a secret. The best thing that I've learned is I use Trello and I use Alexa. I never, this is my first day. I just got it as a Christmas gift. Oh, fine. But Alexa has been, no listening. She has been the greatest thing that I've ever known to life. Cause I'm like, I have a list of 15 things, right? I'm like, okay, I have to complete by Monday. So every hour I have a new task. I switch back to the old task to make sure I completed it. But every hour I have something new. And then Trello reminds me the next two hours take a break every two hours take a break two hours go eat two hours go to sleep like you have to you know you kind of have to add self-care into business if you don't do it now it's going to eat your life it sounds like stress it sounds like anxiety it sounds like being stuck it's literally being a workaholic without taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. i found this to be true because lord knows I did not want to have any type of COVID or anything, right? right? But I realized as I am actually being cured through COVID, I, I'm actually taking time for myself. So every two hours, I remind myself, go take a lunch, go take a break, go get a snack. Like, I'm going to tell you my snack right now. Ooh, snack secrets. I okay. love it. Okay. So this is my... My biggest heart, okay? Don't judge me, guys. I'm not going to judge Animal you. Practice. I love these things. I love them. But that doesn't so, so long. <laughs> okay, Costco is like my best friend. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I will tell you, I have sat here, I've watched TV, and I've worked. But I found that having a rhythm makes such a difference in seeing more productive in your business, yeah. seeing the actual money come in. Yeah, you got to keep yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought of something, Shannon, and I am actually going to start working on creating a stress management journal, Mm. journal and I feel like this is going to be like a game changer for a lot of people who don't know when they're stressed. Mm. That's tapped into like the extrovert and introvert. So there's like two different versions of it. Love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that would be so important because yeah, we're not all the same. We aren't all getting stressed out by the same things. I get stressed out. I'm an introvert. I get stressed out when there's too many people around or when I have to uh, give too much of my uh, time while I'm supposed to be working to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I am serving through my work. So when I, I have to really be careful to balance that giving to people um, through work and giving to people through my free time and also giving to myself. So that would be really helpful because I know a lot of extroverts who just probably don't um, spend enough time socializing when they're working because mm-hmm. they're like, I, I have to work. I have to go work. I have to go work. And yeah. We can't be workaholics during a pandemic. Yeah. That just is not going to keep us healthy. Stress mm-hmm. does not keep us healthy. <laughs> Most definitely not. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. I love all the work that you're doing. It's so so providing for um, people who are wanting to launch or wanting to level up in their business, uh, mm-hmm. especially during a pandemic where this is a good time to start a business. It really is. Mm-hmm. We all have the time for it. 
Yeah. So um, what does it feel like to, you've spoken on this a little bit, but I want to know for those who are really just looking like, is this even possible? What does it feel like to not live in overwhelm and still be busy? (laughs) Oh, I just found this answer yesterday. And the question, the answer to your question is the sweet spot. So when you're delegating, when you are solving the crimes of your business, you learn to um, delegate with responsibilities, with rules and instructions, and then you find your freedom. So if you think about it, that little triangle I just did really helps you tone down, figure out what's going to work for you. And even if you are kinesthetic or audio or finding something that's going to inspire you, it's literally finding the ways that work best for you. Even if, even if you have to have something that like twiddles, twiddles in your hand, like you're left-handed and you need something to twiddle in your hand as you type with your right, mm-hmm. you're strengthening your right, but you're multitasking with your left. Mm-hmm. So you're not thinking about your left hand, but you're automatically doing something with your right or I like to say squirrel. <laughs> I grab the sticky and I'm like, so how was your day? Oh my yeah. gosh. This is so, and I'm like fiddling with it so that I feel that I'm doing something, but I'm also talking it through. So if I'm mm-hmm. talking to my phone, making notes or whatever I'm doing, I'm still multitasking, but I'm actually getting the task done. Right. Because right. I'm thinking it through and I can go back to that note and find what works. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, I like this. This is what, this is what uh, makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I like to sing. I like to dance. I sometimes yeah. I don't have rhythm, but I'm gonna do it anyways because nobody's looking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, um, I like to go shopping. Sometimes I'll go to Walmart just to go browse around, or even Macy's at this point. Um, little things that make you happy, but you're not breaking the bank. So yep. if if you have to build that reward system like you do for little kids. This time, I want to get this done. If I don't get this done, I can't go shopping this week. I can't go to X, Y, and Z. I can't go to, um, oh my gosh, the makeup store, Mac, Mm -hmm. whatever. You know, finding things that you can keep a reward for yourself or finding a reward system that you can actually do. I love that. I think that that little sweet spot is, I I don't know why the sweet spot has been such a zone for me because I'm trying to figure out how it works for other people, but I'm also teaching myself to ask the questions, to see what's working, see what's not working. Like, oh, let's pivot this, try this. Or Mm -hmm. if this is working, let's continue with that. Keep this as a note and keep trying it as you go through your process and see, is this actually working? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to change just a a hair and see what's working? Like, you know, you kind of have to give and take but totally. once you find your system, you're like, okay, now I can, I can feel like I'm doing something positive and making money. Right. I think so. you call it the sweet spot because it probably feels really sweet to be there. And it's, it is one spot. I don't think it's <laughs> something you can deviate from. Um, I feel like I definitely resonate with um, the reward system. And I have many mm-hmm. examples that I just want to, because for me, food is definitely a good reward system. I have a sweet tooth like you wouldn't believe. 
and it has really been difficult. So when I was mom, I have been trying to avoid those. (laughs) I've been trying to avoid those. Whoever's on the podcast, they're not going to know what we're talking about. But okay, so there were stuff I just showed the the second time, and then there's animal crackers the first time I showed. I have a sweet tooth. I love sugar, so I have Mm. been like addicted in my past. Like literally, I could not stop, and for so long, like a couple months, I stopped eating like as much sugar. And I was at Walmart the other day to get. I don't even know. Oh, I was trying to get a headset and mm-hmm. I, I go past the food section and I'm like, Oh, I should get some ice cream. So I got some ice cream and then I go past the, I was like, I'm going to go get some, like a snack. And so then I got some Cheez-Its and then I found Oreos that were, um, brownie cookie dough and like the regular, and I just, they were limited edition. So I said, okay, I have to get these for myself. And I felt good because I had been yeah. rewarding myself yeah. for avoiding these kinds of foods for yeah. so long. So I said, you know what? I deserve this. I'm not going to do this. Like I'm not going to do this all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's fine. And now like last night I had a really productive day last yesterday, like just the best day I've had in so long. And I got all my work done super early. And I said, you know what? I am going to reward myself because Mm -hmm. I feel good. I don't need to reward myself by going to do more work. Like many mentors have told me, like, Mm -hmm. don't like, like delay your gratification. Like girl I've been delaying my gratification until this moment so I okay ice cream I just like relaxed and I just had a really good evening I did exactly what I wanted to and I was really happy and I have no regrets so yeah I totally resonate with that reward system it really does work when I was in college and I was having to do my homework I would use gummy bears so mm-hmm. I would like finish a couple of questions and I would eat a gummy bear, finish a couple more questions, eat another gummy bear. Or I'd like put the That's gummy totally bear on the book where I needed to read to. And I'd like read to that spot, eat the gummy bear. And it helps. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yes. I dig it. <laughs> you need to sometimes. Like we are, we are a reward based people, whatever mm-hmm. it works for you. Even if it, even if your reward is something healthier than mine, like going to take mm-hmm. a walk or something like that, or like, mm-hmm whatever it is, finding what works for you so that you can stay motivated so that you're not just getting stuck in this, like, oh, I have to work. I have to work. I have to work. We should feel like we get to work. There there Mm -hmm. should be something that comes along with that and is a reward. That's amazing. I love what you shared about that. So helpful. So I am so thankful for you sharing all the insight about yourself. And I really want to get into the exact work that you do, the businesses that you have, what you provide, what you offer, and what your clients would be able to experience with you. But first, we're going to take a minute to play a little game. This is the moment, this is the segment of the podcast where my guest and I, or Letitia and I today, will play an icebreaker game. Today's game is Would You Rather? We decided on this together. So would you rather, if you haven't played this before, to all my listeners, basically we're just going to take turns telling each other, or asking each other rather, um, would you rather do this or would you rather do that? And anything goes. I'm just going to put that out there. Anything goes. We have to decide. These are all hypothetical. None of these are real. None of these would actually be a, like, we're not going to be ever forced to make this decision. It's just a fun little game. I'll gotcha. start. Okay. So, Lakeisha, would you rather, and this is where I always struggle, being coming up with things in in the moment. Okay. Pressure is on. Pleasure Would you rather, you want to? You go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Would you, <laughs> close your eyes. Would you rather, <laughs> like, 
Oh, I got one. Would you rather never, ever, ever get to wear makeup ever again or have to wear makeup every day? I would never, ever, 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 ever in my life wear makeup a day, day in my oh. life if I had to. Because, because sometimes I look mean and I realize this. My boyfriend caught me, got, he caught me off guard and I'm like, what's your issue? I'm like, what you mean? Like, I started crying. He's like, what's wrong with your face? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I started booing, right? And I'm like, he's like, your eyebrows look like you're mad. I'm like, I didn't brush them today. Like, I brushed them. It's weird. I brushed them up and then over. Not with the regular uh, eyebrow brush, but with the actual hairbrush. The reason why, it's just, it makes them line like perfectly lined I don't add any eye shadow I don't I don't do all that makeup stuff like I try but it it never works yeah so I'd rather not wear makeup yeah Yeah, yeah, I I don't think you need makeup mm -mm, I'm done (laughs) I literally totally agree with you because as much as I love makeup like it's fun Mm-hmm. It can be a hassle sometimes. Like you're like, oh, I have to like do all this stuff, and then I gotta take it off. Mm-hmm. The taking off part is the part that really gets me. Like it's fun to put it on. Yeah, it's not fun to take it off, and it's not like that great for your skin. You know. Yes, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would never wear it ever again. I actually went like a year or something without ever like wearing makeup unless I actually had to. Like I was like, I'm going somewhere where I need to look professional and not tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I did that today. I was like, no, I have to look alive. Hi. How yeah. you doing? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I gotta look cute. Fluff the hair. Fluff the hair. Okay, okay, I'm go. lucky. I I my I like my hair does not hold anything unless it's is wet. it naturally and, wavy? No, I braid it. So it's naturally like really just that is dull so cute. like okay. I don't know. It's just kind of bland, like whatever. But if I if I take a shower, the only way for me to style it is to put it into French braids. So then when I take mm-hmm. it out the next day, it okay. looks it's it's not like just this dead pile of hay on my head. So I'm I'm happy. I, I didn't have to do anything to my hair. I just took my braids out and beautiful. So beautiful. easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. Uh, all right, your turn. Um, Shannon. Okay. So would you rather go okay, would you rather go blind or see your future in 20 years? Oh man. <laughs> whoa you know what I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real biblical with this because I used to do a lot of divination I used Mm -hmm. to read tarot cards like I literally was not religious like I grew up with not no guidance as far as like what was right and what was wrong so I used to read tarot cards I used to be really into like predicting the future with astrology and to be honest it was never right like in hindsight you could find where it fits, mm-hmm. but like to predict the future, it was never mm-hmm. right because God is sovereign. So he always changes mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So I think if I were to like see my future in 20 years, I, I think it would, I would get too fixated on that and I don't think I would enjoy it. So I'm going to be, I really hope this never actually happens. I, Lord, I got wood. Yeah. I do not want to be blind, but I would rather be blind than see the future because I have heard that like your senses, your other senses get more heightened. So maybe I get mm-hmm. like really good smell or really good hearing or something like that. I don't know, but 
I really don't want to be blind because a lot of the work I do, I need to be able to see. So we'll go with that. I dig it. I dig it. Okay. I'll, I'll take the, I'll endure for Jesus. Okay. All right. So your turn. Go ahead. Um, okay. Would you rather, would you rather be able to fly like without an airplane or would you rather be able to um, be invisible? Wait, okay, so no, not invisible. I spent 31 years being invisible. Oh, I realized, no, literally I felt like I was invisible. Oh my, my goodness. Friends, to my friends, to everything. I felt I like I I'm only 5'2". So imagine oh. this, you got a little five two, five two black girl that is very spicy, out loud, outgoing, bubbly, yeah. like yeah. love to talk to people, right? Every time I speak, it sounds like I was squeaking, like, like one of those little <laughs> mouse people, right? So adorable. I want to be seen. I want yeah. to fly. I want you to see me as I soar. And then I want yeah. you to adapt the same wings I have or similar yeah. as your own and fly with me. Yes. Because honestly... If you were seen, you were empowered. You were excited. Mm. You, you, you've seen the change in mm. your life. You went from, ooh, I feel like this is so biblical, so wrong. So <laughs> you went from the dirt to flying in the sky. The difference mm. is the eagles, they see so clear. Yeah, they do. You, oh, I just got goosebumps. It's <laughs> such an exhilarating feeling based off of being seen. Yeah, Being invisible totally. is not acceptable. No. Like every person that is listening, I want you to know you have a voice. Mm. Like I didn't realize that and kind of, I'm going to tap into something really different. You have this voice and it's called your inner person. That inner person is speaking from your soul and your chakra. So if your throat chakra is chopped, like you're not able to say what you want when you want and how you mean it, there is something that is blocking it. Mm. my coach tapped into that and I was like oh girl I didn't know I had a block I didn't mm. know so she's like I want you to start using your voice me what you say and say what you mean I'm like mm. no she was like what'd you say no she's like tell me why because I'm afraid they're not gonna like my answer mm. okay so tell me why and then I started di uh, diving deeper with her seven questions of why and I'm like mm -hmm. Oh, no, like I started boohooing again. I'm emotional, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so if I tap into this, they don't like what I have to say. I'm gonna say it with love, I'm gonna tell them I'm saying it with love, and then I'm gonna spill it. And then I'm gonna ask them, How did you receive that? That part is like, I've been heard, mm -hmm. you've been verified, and it's clear as day. I spoke, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to fly. Oh, yes. so <laughs> amen to that let's fly and I feel you I had the same thing with my voice like I was like I'm a great listener but I had a lot of trouble actually speaking and speaking truth and speaking like clearly mm -hmm. and it really stemmed from like whenever I would try to speak I would feel like people would either ignore me or manipulate what I said or like like um reject what I said and just mm -hmm 
stomp on it and say, well, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. actually, no, that's, that's right. So whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just, it totally shut me up. I was like, well, why, why should I even speak? But yeah, I had the same kind of transformation where I realized like, I got to open up, I got to open up my voice more and I got to let the Lord speak through me mm-hmm. instead of like trying to keep myself tied and bound by the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got to take that off of me and, mm-hmm. and let it out. So I feel that that's fly. I'd love to be able to fly because I love to travel. <laughs> All right, your turn, your turn. Okay. I feel like these are so powerfully questions. They're like little questions. They're like, oh, I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I got an answer for you. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's, let's see. Shannon, would you rather, let's see, how deep can this go? Uh, would oh, you rather, you <laughs> uh, would you rather dance to have a speaking gig or sing a song that you do not like? The first one was dance to have a what gig? A speaking, speaking gig. Uh-huh. What kind of dance do I have to do? Um, robot. Robot dance? And then I get yes. a speaking gig? Like I get to speak on a, on a, pla- on a big stage? On a platform of whatever topic you want. Or I have to sing a song that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And you I, have to sing with passion. Oh no. <laughs> I like can you, sing a lot of songs I don't like. Like, trust me, I grew up with a terrible singing voice. So I would just sing every single song ever to ever exist. Even the songs I didn't like, I, I just would try to like be a good singer. So mm-hmm. I have done enough of that. I don't need to sing anything that I don't like anymore, especially because I don't know what the song's going to be. It could be some mm-hmm. nasty song. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to be a speaker on a stage. So I have so much to say and I don't mind the robot dance. So I will, I will robot dance. <laughs> you want to get it, girl. Get it, get it. Hey, get it, get it. This is, you know, watching this and they're like, she did it. With that one. <laughs> you know, that's how you do it. All right. I'm be on that stage it. speaking next year. Just watch. Just watch. Yeah. You're like, what wait, can you do the robot? Yes, I can. Yep. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, oh, dead arm. Come on with it. No. <laughs> that is so beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> that was a really good question. That was so unique. Okay. Would you rather go to the moon or go to the deep ocean? ocean i'm a water loving person a virgo i think it's like some type of lady i don't know the remedy of the horoscopes and all that but i love water water Mm. has been my passion even if i sit at the ocean and just meditate Mm. i want to see the the ocean where it's like super duper duper dark and we don't really know what's down there yes (gasps) the reason why is because you i feel like you are going to an area that you're not used to. So you have to look, be careful, be vigilant about your surroundings and see how pretty, how many ocean creatures are there? Like I want to see a jellyfish fly in front of my face or like swim in front of my face. Like I'm so excited for that part. (laughs) If I had to, I would, because I'm like, Oh, this is so pretty. Oh, there's a shark shit. Oh, shoot. I, I mean, oh gosh, I'm going down. Like, I'm, I'm going to go down too fast. You wouldn't even say hi. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry for cussing. But that was like my mindset when it comes down to diving deep 
is just to see how pretty stuff is. Mm, wow. So, yeah. I love that. I definitely would scuba dive. Like, I'm definitely <gasps> going to do that in my life. Yes. However, being a water lover also, I honestly don't want to go to the deep ocean. Like, I'll go to deep, but not deep, deep. Not like mm-hmm. the deep, 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 deep. Like like the no. 30,000, how deep no. it can go? No, who knows? No. I, I want to stay to a part where I can still see the sun. That's all I want to know. Okay, I mean deeper than that. So would you rather go to the moon or go deeper than that? Oh, You'd Jesus. like go where okay. there's no sun. No. <laughs> no. Um, I would go to the moon instead because I can't see around me. Like now it freaks me out because yeah. I'm like, oh crap, this is serious. Like, yeah. No, you're serious. Yeah, no, the so. deep, the deepest part of the ocean. Yeah, no, I agree. And I asked that question because it's been like a dream of mine. How beautiful it would be to be able to see the earth all at once. Mm-hmm. like just that happy. image yeah. I don't care about I don't care about what's on the moon like it's probably just a big rock I don't know that I'm not concerned with yeah. but being able to look at the earth and see the whole thing mm-hmm. I just can't imagine something like that would be so phenomenal that'd be such a phenomenal view and I made it a goal that if I ever somehow get really wealthy which we need a lot of money but I want to go to the moon I would love to go to the moon just or out in space so I can see the earth from far away. That would be so fulfilling. And yeah, we'll wow. see. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? I like your answer. Um, so do we get two more answers for each other? And that's it? Yeah, let's do two one. more. That's a good, that's okay. a good number. Shannon. Huh. Okay. So I'm trying to think here. Oh, would you rather have a super duper fancy brand new car that's off the lot like a 2022 uh new car right versus a honda somewhat broken down but it gets you to your next millionaire job which one are you going to choose but wait the only thing is they both have payments but if I have the, how, to, okay, that's a really interesting question. That requires some analyzation. So the, the car, the really fancy one, that's not going to get me to my next millionaire job, right? I just got it the car and I have to make Because it doesn't have wheels. It doesn't have wheels. It's just nice. But it's not going to get me nowhere. No, I don't want that. I don't care how nice it is. That's the thing. Even if it had wheels and I was just stuck and I'm never going to be able to like grow, I would not want that car Mm because I'm not about show. I'm about like, I don't want to be wealthy just to be able to show how rich I am. Like, that's the last thing. I don't care about that. Like, I literally don't need a lot to be happy, but I do want to be able to give more than I have. And you can only do that if you have a lot. Well, Mm -hmm. not necessarily. Well, yeah, kind of, because you only need enough to survive. And if I don't have enough to survive, I can't give more than I have because otherwise I won't be able to survive. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to give more than I have, but still be able to live. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that broken down Honda because that's kind of what I got right now, except for it's a Toyota. <gasps> it's getting no me way. to my millionaire. <laughs> that's what I'm there. talking about. You're kind of broken. <laughs> She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She is a humble car, but she's mm-hmm. getting me to my next millionaire job. Does she have that's- a name? No, I've never named my car. Oh, girl. I just call her. I, I just thank her for getting me places. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I never named her, though. 
I have my car. Uh, it's a Nissan, and her name is Blessed. Uh, Blessed, because, that's so pretty. Yes, I had to go. I had to go to church, and it was. I think it was a Sunday. No, Thursday morning. We had um, congregation, and basically, you were we're supposed to be there in four hours. Mm-hmm. My mom decided to go to. Um, what is that Carmex and she's like okay we're gonna try something crazy here and I'm like what I'm ready for church I am dressed to the down like full gown and everything like I'm ready to roll and she's like we gotta go we gotta go to Carmex I'm like why she's like you need your own car I'm like oh okay you're setting me up for something I'm not sure if I want right now she's like no 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 you have no choice let's go I'm like okay so (laughs) long story short uh, we were talking to the lady. I got the car, and I'm like, "All I want is a white car, a hunchback, and something that would get me from A to Z with yeah. my massage appointments." Like literally, I was literally yeah. just doing massage appointments. Uh-huh. This is where I was making three to four thousand a month. Like I was making wow. my bank. And I'm like, okay. So I got the car, and I looked. And I'm like, "This is the car I looked at yesterday." <laughs> She's like. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, you left your computer up. So I called Carmax oh. to see if they had it. I'm like, oh, Mom, no. She's like, No, I want you to get this car because you deserve it, and I'm not chauffeuring you everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> so I was like, All right, I'm gonna go get the car. So I got the car, sat in it, I turned it on, and I'm like, Hey, blessed. It's so nice to meet you. My name's Keisha. I named you. Wait a minute. I never named a car in my life. Your name is blessed. We shall be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And yes. I left it as that. And it's been almost two years. Wow. I think my life. It oh gets, my gosh. It literally helped me from doing mobile massages yeah. to doing corporate massages to yeah. moving a whole office of massage stuff in this itty-bitty car, which I didn't know how to puzzle everything in there. Yeah. But miraculously, I did. I yeah. got all in one swoop. And I got it down to my other office. I went from Yucaipa, California to Redlands, California. I literally only had, I think, three hours to set up in the next office because I had another appointment. And I'm like, okay, it's up to you. I'm just going to take it as it is. It's going to be a blessing. And I told my client, meet me here at the new office. Mm-hmm. I got set up in an hour and a half and I took a break. I said, I think I slept for 30 minutes. <laughs> I popped up and I was so scared. I'm like, oh, shoot. I, I, I forgot about the office. Why am I in my new office with a key in my hand and, and money in my hand? I'm like, did I not pay somebody? Did I not? And I realized I already did the massage. I sat down. I passed out. Oh, oh my gosh. You were that tired. You were just like, go, 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 go. I was like, I can't, I can't can't focus. Like I'm done. Like I think that was my only appointment I had. And I promise you that was the first time ever in my life. I went from not having a car to going to church, to having a meeting, to getting it done. And I fell asleep in my own office. Mm. At least you had your own office. At least you were able to fall asleep in your own office. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Like, are you asleep, Keisha? No. No. Not anymore. You know, I was drooling, but I think I'll be okay. (laughs) I was I was meditating. (laughs) She's like, I heard you snore down the hall. I was like, Oh shoot. Oh. 
Oh, so I, I might have been. I don't know. I wasn't me. I don't snore. Uh, I don't oh, no. snore. Oh, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a beautiful story for that car's name. I love that. I had never named a car before. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm just going to call it grateful because I'm so grateful that this car has, I've, oh, I've beat this car up. I used to be very um, clumsy. And mm-hmm. I, even with my driving and luckily I didn't hit anybody, but I have hit walls and I have ran, in, um, ran into bushes and, you know, just stupid things that I, I'm so sorry to this car, but she keeps going. She keeps going. And so I'm mm-hmm. thankful for her. I'm grateful for her. So anyways, I, we were going to do another one, but I think that's a perfect place to leave off. We are blessed. We are grateful. And I want to talk more now about your businesses and what that actually looks like. So for all the listeners who are ready to just take another step to either um, get their business off the ground or level up their business, you have lots of tips and tricks, I'm sure, but you also have one-to-one coaching with um, people, you're a business coach to help people de-stress. Um, you've got some tips for entrepreneurs. You've also got a, an academy that's going to be coming out um, in March, and you've also launched a VA agency. So I want to talk first and foremost about the one-to-one coaching. Like, what does that look like? If so, someone was going to meet with you, if they're like, you know what, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to either start this business or I'm ready to up-level my business, but I am already overwhelmed with what I have to do. What does that look like if they are just wanting some help and they want to be coached by you? So a couple of things that I do is I have them fill out this small survey of what their name is, what their business name is, their social media platforms, and what's working, what's not working. Um, and then paint a picture for me once if once they have all of their problems solved. What does that look like for you and your business? So I want them to kind of paint the picture of what's working, what's not working, and what does that transition look like for them, right? So once they do that, then they come to me, schedule appointment, um, schedule appointment with me on my calendar, and then I schedule a timeout with them. So usually it's about an hour and figure out what's working, what's not working. And within that, I dive deeper on what's the emotional behind what's not working. So then I figure out at this point, I give them one or two tips. And then basically with that, they sign a contract with me for the year and then they get the, um, the breakdown of what their goals are and how they want to achieve them and then the due dates and everything else that goes with it. Um, So from there, they have the opportunity to pretty much go from being frustrated to having a structure system. So I keep them accountable based off of their goals, their due dates, and if they need a VA. So Mm -hmm. I come with the package of not just being your coach and also having a VA to help you. It's finding the ways to delegate your business without losing full control of it Mm. now meaning not losing full control of your business meaning that you have you still have control of your business but the small tasks that you do not understand or don't want to do again this is where the list comes in and they start writing down what they need what the instructions to take what they think it takes to for that task to be done um So then we start to delegate that. And then based off of 
the, the VA that they're working with, then we start to see a process, what's working, what's not working. Do they need just a VA for just general admin or a VA that does general admin and social media management? Mm-hmm. Um, now, based off for those two, I do find them a secret recipe sauce, which is my VAs, and figure out which ones are going to work with them. Once I get them on the routine, then I come check with them like, okay, so what's your next step? What's your next task that you want to do? So I keep them accountable based off of their goals and also finding ways to um, advance their audience, like give them more audience, show them that they are the expert in their own field and create a little package or a big package, uh, depending if they want to develop a course or develop a workshop or a mastermind at this point and they they come up with ways that they they can package it mm-hmm. and they can do the low ticket medium ticket or a high ticket offer mm-hmm. once they get that settled then they have the structure of a person that helps them with the task and then also the little tasks that can actually bring them residual income so they can possibly do like a evergreen workshop or evergreen workbook or a journal prompt or something along the lines that what they want to achieve um so once they get used to that every every two weeks we have a check-in or once a month depending on what they're looking for um we do a check-in and we keep developing new steps new goals uh what's your residual income what are you looking for to achieve and we're going to go hit that goal Mm. So I'm going to work you through it, but I'm also going to keep you accountable where I'm not going to do the work for you. Right. You're going to have to figure out how to make that happen. But if we, if you are a person that likes to talk it through and need somebody just to help you figure out where the answers are within your own thought process, mm-hmm. it's usually best to talk it through. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, I like to talk things through. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. It, it's so much more helpful when you're able to like, because we, we probably have all the answers we want inside of us, but we can't always just get them out. Even just by talking, to, I talk to myself all the time. It's kind of obnoxious, but we can't always just get those answers out. Sometimes we need a sounding board. We need another person to reverberate our ideas off of and see what we actually like. And their opinion might lead us to, yeah, well, I totally agree with you. Or no, actually, you know what? That's not what I think. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, so helpful to have in a business coach. I remember when I first started, um, my business says I didn't have anyone to help keep me accountable. Now I do. And I'm really thankful for that, but I was just flying by the own, my own, the own, my own seat of pants, whatever, flying by my seat of, flying, flying by the seat of my own pants. There we go. That was there you go. And I was not flying in the right directions. I was forgetting some deadlines, being like very procrastinating other deadlines and just you know it took a little bit of momentum and it took me reaching out to be able to hold myself accountable and so to have someone who not only knows what kind of structure you should do to create your business but also Mm -hmm. is going to be there to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. that's a blessing and not only that but you come with VA agencies yes that is, you, you can't imagine a better package for someone who's mm-hmm. starting out a business. So what kind of business um, owners do you help? So right now I have tapped into a life coaching, a business coach, a uh, marketing and branding coaching. They're all coaches for some reason. Yeah. Wow. I just realized that now. It's a and, huge market um, right now, I feel. 
Mm -hmm. And then uh, my last one is a direct sales lady. So, Mm. yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Coaching is huge right now. And I think we're all uh, collectively realizing that college and um, like general traditional education is not Mm -hmm. enough to be an entrepreneur. And it's so wonderful that other entrepreneurs are willing and able to help um, other entrepreneurs in their areas of expertise, because it's just like this constant, we're all going to just constantly grow to the top. And then we're all going to be so good at what we do. And that's such a beautiful blessing to have. So that's wonderful. Um, What is your number one de-stressing tip other than finding the sweet spot? If you can just, for someone who like doesn't have the like mental capacity to do all these things, like if you could just break it down to something super duper simple, what's your number one de-stressing tip for a new entrepreneur? Number one de-stressing tip for for a brand new entrepreneur. Yeah, someone who's just okay. starting out their business. <laughs> um, I would, I again, I write things out. So I would make a two-fold on one paper, one side that says things that I enjoy doing, and things that I don't. Mm. Things that you don't do, don't do them. Literally, don't mm. do them. Like it's not going to make you happy whatsoever. Mm. The things that do make you happy. How can you pivot those into making money for you? Mm, yes. yes. And it's literally finding your passion. I was going to say sweet spot again, but it's your passion <laughs> this time. So yeah, passion. It's your passion. It speaks to you. You're excited. You can talk about it blindfolded. Uh, basically, you can talk about it anywhere. And with that passion, it's going to show you that you have the energy for it, you have the passion behind it, you have the dedication to make it happen, and you're committed to your success. Mm -hmm. One of those four will, like, trigger, like, "Ah, I'm happy. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, what have I been doing my whole life? Like, it's going (laughs) to give you that aha moment. So I write down the things that make you happy, and then things that can make you money. If -hmm. you don't know anything, I would tap into what does your resume say about you? What is your skills that you're already honed, um, honed into? So finding that spot where it makes you, okay, this is I already know what I'm doing. Like I already know how to do data. I already know how to do bookkeeping. How do you turn your bookkeeping skills into something that's going to make you profit, profitable? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then for just self-care, I'm going to flip, flip the switch to self-care. I find, I I make a list. I still make a list on, is it watching movies? Is it singing songs? Is it dancing? Is it doing laundry? You know, it can be anything, to be honest, as long as you're happy with it. Mm -hmm. And if you can continue to do bubble baths with audible books reading to you, then do that. But make sure the phone doesn't go in the water because it's, (laughs) again, (laughs) finding this happy spot, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Those are such great tips. And I, as a um, not brand new entrepreneur anymore, I totally agree with it. Mm -hmm. I have actually considered myself a multi-potentialite. I want to step in here and talk about this real quick, because I think it's really important to expand on what you just said. Like most people for some reason think that they need to have one 
niche and stick to just that. And I struggled with that. Yeah. Start with one thing at a time. Do one Mm -hmm. thing at a time. You can, you know, sort of multitask, Mm -hmm. but for me, I got so bored. I got so demotivated. I got so like, I wasn't passionate about the things I was doing anymore because I was just trying to do one thing and trying to put all my energy into just one thing. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't listen to those um, businessmen who said, just go find the one thing you like to do and do really good at that. Like, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't that person. So maybe that is you. And if it is great, go do that one thing. But if it's not, and you're listening and you're like, I have so many things I like to do. And all of these things could make me money. I'm telling you, Pick the one you're best at now and then slowly add them. It's like those, if you can imagine those, those um, entertainers that spin plates, mm-hmm. they don't start them all spinning at the same time. That's impossible, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they pick one, they pick the first one and they spin mm-hmm. that one and then they go through and they start spinning them and then they can go back and spin them. So that's what I've been doing with all of my passions because I have so many and all my skills because I have so many and I'm able to turn all of those into not only ways to just make money, but also, okay, I have my income source, multiple streams of income sources. I have multiple passion projects that I get to work on and it fulfills me. And I don't feel overwhelmed because I am, I am attending to all of those things mm-hmm. as I see fit, as it works in my schedule, as I can structure it without overwhelming myself by setting super, super, super high goals for each one of them. Mm-hmm. But yes, going through making a list, what am I passionate about? How can I make this make me money? Because literally most things could make you money. Most things that we do, we could somehow make money from it. So I think that's extremely good advice. And the self-care tips, absolutely take care of yourselves. So Mm -hmm. important. And the other thing is, if you think about it, is if you've ever played with Legos, you can build a castle, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to have a foundation. Mm -hmm. Your foundation is your skills. Mm -hmm. Your foundation is building the structure. And then implementing how you want it to stand. Mm-hmm. Is it going to stand lopsided based off of your, I'm going to do coaching with stress analysis or stress management or doing crafting with sewing, uh, painting and mommy and me classes. Mm-hmm. Again, you kind of have to think about it as, how do you want the structure of your business to start? Mm-hmm. If you want it to be based off of this one skill, hone in on that skill until it starts to annoy you. And mm-hmm. then start building the small task that goes on top that makes that beautiful picture pop. Yes. That's it's going to be like, oh, I like that. Okay, I can, I can start with the function of foundation and work mm-hmm. my way up. Because it's, it's literally building a, a, um, a building. If you don't start with the bottom, the top is going to crumble because you don't have the structure. Yeah, most definitely. Great, great, Mm -hmm. great advice. So if you are a listener and you are ready to get your business off the ground or you are ready to um, up level, this Mm -hmm. is your girl. I'm telling you, she is telling you all the truth. This is truth that you're going to get. You could go listen to YouTubers about this, but they are not going to give you the one-to-one coaching that you need. They are not going to give you VAs that are willing and ready to do the work that you need to delegate. So Mm -hmm. hit up Lakeisha. We'll have some links for you a little bit later. But first, if you are um, looking to start a business, but you're not quite sure what you want to Mm. do, this might be something that interests you. So let's talk about your Massage Foundation Academy. What is that? 
Okay, so this course has been the life, pain, struggle, tears, frustration, and dang near anxiety attacks when it comes <laughs> down to making decisions happen. So I wrote down everything that I started with becoming a massage therapist and the the steps that it got me to. Mm -hmm. So I went from not knowing what my passion was, not knowing what I was excited about, not knowing if I can make money in it, to finding things that make me happy, finding ways to make my clients realize that they can be happy. Mm -hmm. And also on top of that, teaching other massage therapists to have their own business their way with mm. the experience of I did eight years of her like horrible experiences combined in one person right. that's me I don't want you to struggle for eight years right so I created this course so that you have the structure the boundaries the pricing the uh, schedule the all the apps the social media again a VA as well right that will help you along the way with creating what you want as your own business. So Absolutely. if you wanted to do uh, corporate chair massages, doing office massages or having your own office, um, trying to think small parties, um, trying to think divorce parties, anniversaries, um, newlyweds, uh, couples massages, like mm -hmm. mobile couple massages. Like there's so many variations of massage therapy that we can do. Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't really see it as I can make money in three different areas. I want to do corporate chair massages. I want to have my own office and I want a team under me so that they mm -hmm. can do it. I can do my massage clients. At the end of the day, I'm still making money with two different incomes that right. I really didn't have to touch people. Like yeah. the only person that I have to touch is my routine people. Mm -hmm. That's what I created for my own business. But I wanted to have the full structure of what your massage foundation looks like. Mm. That's why Massage Foundation Academy has been my bread and butter for starting my business, figuring out what worked, what didn't work, and honing down on what makes me happy. Right. Like I literally found it that doing corporate massage was not for me. Mm. but I hired two of my friends to go do it and they did mm. just fine. They are recommended every time. If wow. we have, if they have any corporate parties, they call them, they call me to call them and they yeah. get a cut out of what they, what the commitment was. Uh -huh. So I want to say that Massage Foundation Academy is for any massage therapist that is brand new or newly graduated or just want to rebrand your business so that you have the full structure and the systems in place so that you don't have to worry about it. You mm. have a VA that's going to be on your side doing the behind work so that you can be the front man and run your own show. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. I was like, I just I was I, excited, too. excited for my own thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that too. That made me want to go get my certification. Let's go. <laughs> nah, in all seriousness though, that is absolutely wonderful because I really do think that, you know, there's so much versatility in the massage industry that mm -hmm. if you are a brand new mas massage therapist, if you just got your certification, you just graduated, 
or you've been working for a company and you're like, this is not fulfilling me anymore. Mm -hmm. You can totally get started with your own business. You can be an entrepreneur. You can help people, heal people and use your hands, but not have to do all that nasty emailing and all the little tiny tedious work and delegate that and also get everything structured for you. Yes. Um, not to say na- emails are nasty, but they can, no, they a are. lot of them, Sometimes they can they be overwhelming. If you don't want to do. Mm-mm. Yeah. If you don't like writing emails, then that can be very exhausting. So yes, that is such an amazing Academy that you've put together for people to really just get their, their feet underneath their feet, you know, their shoes underneath their feet, ground beneath their feet, ready mm-hmm. to go and be able to support themselves. And, you know, with the, with the pandemic and the crisis that has happened this year, we don't know what it's going to be like in the future for jobs, for people who are hired employees. It's such Mm a um, unpredictable environment. So if you're just ready to maybe start another side thing and you are certified to be a massage therapist, not only can you work with Lakeisha, if you're just ready to start any business, but Mm -hmm. you can get that specialized treatment on how to really start a massage therapy business, which is absolutely wonderful. And that will be coming out in March, correct? Yes. March, March 1st. March 1st. Birthday. Birthday. That's like a little birthday gift to me, mm-hmm. but it's to me that I'm re-gifting to all of you <laughs> because I'm not and certified. You'll get a special quote for being a part of this podcast. So just so you guys know, there is a quote coming out for Shannon's group for her podcast. And if once I get a couple people in there, Shannon gets a payback. So Oh, that's the word. Okay, guys. I didn't know about that. I do get yeah. a birthday present. That's so wonderful. So, um, do you want to put that code just in the summary, or okay. I will. I'll okay. make sure I add that in there. Wonderful. So you have to go look at the summary if you want to get the links to Lakeisha's website. If you want to find her, all of those things will just be in the summary, either to the side or below, either on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast page, or if you go to. Uh, my sister wisdom on Facebook. I will also have all those links listed in there. So there's lots of different places you can find the links and the codes. You can get yourself started, get going, get your VA, get your business off the ground, up level. It is the year for it. It is 2021. Let's win it. Yes. Thank you so much, Lakeisha. This was an amazing, amazing podcast. I'm so happy that you and I finally got to meet after linking since like October. Mm-hmm. Finally, we found the time. So thank you so much. I was That's like, sh- you contact me. I was like, should I contact her? Should I wait? And then you literally popped into my messenger. I was like, oh, it's a divine sign. Go. <laughs> hey, friend, how you doing? <laughs> it is time. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again. And yeah. I'm gonna start. All right.